This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are live in our final Borgata show oh. ever. But the WIP will still be here. Yes. Should be a different people. But uh, we have loved our 20 years here. And I really love because on Fridays, many of these years, uh, we've had an opportunity to talk to uh, maybe the most brilliant coaching mind yep. we've ever had a chance to. And that's Dick Vermeil. He is a Hall of Famer. It is sponsored right now by Independence Blue Cross. Learn more at IBX.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Dick Vermeil. Hi, Dick. Good morning. All right, so, Dick, I got this stuff today from Julian Love, a member of the Giants, who is questioning <laughs> how well Sirianni has coached this team because he's saying it's so talented anybody could do it. You're a Hall of Fame coach. Are you impressed with how, what Nick has done this year, Dick? Yeah, very much so. You right. know, there's a lot of people who have talented teams that don't win as many games. Okay, and there are there are a few coaches that the talent on the team is very limited and still win a lot of games, but they don't get to the Super Bowl. But I would say Nick has done an outstanding job. I mean, it's just how can you fault him? I know you get on him once while through the season. But uh, I think he's done an outstanding job. He's to me, he's a candidate for Coach of the Year along with Doug Peterson for two different reasons. Dick, tell us how what it's like. What we see from afar is that he has created a great culture on the team. How hard is that for a coach to do? Well, you know, his approach I think is very easy to accept in that he really believes in uh, limited practice times and, and limited contact and. and you know, he has a large staff so he can break down practices into small segments and, and put them back together and the team works and that kind of thing. Uh, so, you know, everyone's going to love that. <laughs> and then to be able to tie that in with great success, I was skeptical by myself early when he starts saying, well, we're going to drop this, we're OTAs, we're cutting them in half, well, we won't have the mini camp, but, oh, yeah. we're worried we're, well, we're worried about the veterans, so we'll give them Wednesday off. Well, I'm not a skeptic anymore. I learned something new. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Dick, I'm just curious. Uh, there's one area where he's kind of compared to you. On the sideline, he's very emotional. Um, is that a good thing? And uh, were you able to contain your own emotions when you were a coach? 
occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> more later? Yeah, Maybe more I when you were older? So. You have to coach with your own temperament and uh, and be who you are. And uh, sometimes it'll be a strength, and I'm sure there were many times it was weakness. <laughs> I've had players come off the field and say, Coach, will you quit screaming at me? <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But it worked. Uh, I, and it's fun to watch, though. Montgomery did that. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah. you know, emotion. Be who you are. That's a great, that's a great message. Um uh, we're also getting some negative commentary this morning, Dick, from uh, Jerry Jones, who said that, you know, if you want to be a GM and empty your bucket, go right to the max and all. You can mortgage your future to try to win one year. I don't necessarily see that Howie has done that. Uh, tell, we haven't really talked much about Howie. How do you think he did in putting together this roster, Dick? Oh, outstanding. I mean, really, I, I, I don't know anyone who's ever done a better job. Uh, of, of patching a roster up quickly. And, you know, it's, he's had an advantage in that his quarterback isn't the highest-paid quarterback in the league yet. Okay, yet. Okay, so it allows him more room in the salary cap yep. to do things with a dollar sitting there when uh, when you don't have it and it's tougher. But I think he'll still find a way to do a great job. He's, I, don't think, I don't think he can find fault in anything he's done this year or even last year, really. Uh, Dick, uh, when you were a coach, did you like Jerry Jones? You know, I always thought he would be a good guy to coach for because you're always going to have good players. Yeah. He's always going to spend money. He's always going to be involved. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I never talked to a head coach that uh, told me the truth, of whether they uh, really enjoyed how much he interfered with all the rumors and that kind of stuff. But, you know, everyone thought Sean Payton was going to go to Dallas and, and take my place, but uh, it didn't happen. So yeah. I, I would say, I, you know, I've never had any problems getting along with an owner because I always thought whatever he thought was number one, he's number one, he owns the team. You know? Yeah, so that's for sure. Follow that chain of command. And uh, but so I, I would say I think I could have worked for him. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Dick, uh this is a long time ago. This is before the Super Bowl was as big as it is now. But in 1981, when you were there with the Eagles, you have often looked back on that and said that you would have approached it differently because that the, you really insulated the players from all the hoopla. Um, could you talk a little bit about what you learned by doing it that way that year and then winning the Super Bowl later in your career? Well, I definitely think I could have done a better job with the offense. Uh, you know, we went into that game. Rodney Parker, a walk-on wide receiver, started as wide receiver in that game because my number two and number three wide receivers were injured and couldn't play. So, And then I, I moved the game plan around and used Wilbert Montgomery. Look at the stats. I think he was the leading receiver. He was split out a lot. So I had to use my number two running back yeah, position, Perry and in the backfield all the time is when we won one back. And, you know, nobody could replace Robert Montgomery as a running back within our scheme at that time. Uh, I think maybe someone else could have replaced him maybe a little bit as a wide receiver outside. I could have left him inside. Okay. And uh, in our approach to uh, preparation, Leonard put on, you know how Leonard Toes was, he put on a huge team party Wednesday night of the first week in the bye, okay, and I think it gave everybody the impression that we already run the, won the big one. <laughs> oh. You know, Patty Bell was there. I mean, he had this first class. I don't know what he spent, but he spent a lot of money on it. 
And, but it was like celebration of the Super Bowl when we hadn't won the Super Bowl yet. <laughs> and that might have that, you know, he asked me if he could do it, and I said, "Loader, enter me, Leonard, you're the owner. You can do what you want. <laughs> uh, you know, just to not do it, but if you want to do it, go ahead." And he did. If it were me today, I'd say no freaking way. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, so you should wait. Hold off on the celebration until you have the biggest thing to celebrate. Is that the message, Dick? Yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, it, I, I, you know, I got to say. It, but, that, you know, it, it takes the same thing to get to a Super Bowl and lose as it does to get there and win. And sometimes when you lose it right off the bat, you don't think of that. The further you are away from your loss, the more you recognize and appreciate and how grateful you are for having gotten there and what your players did to get there. They, our Super Bowl ended up unbeaten Dallas because of the rivalry between the two teams for the NFC Championship. You know, and that wasn't the Super Bowl. It was just the NFC Championship game. But in our minds, it almost overpowered the next week. You know. Dick, uh, you ended up walking away a year after that Super Bowl loss. Did that impact your decision to take some time away from the game? I think it made a contribution, but I don't think it impacted it that much. I, I know I'm sure it was a factor, but I was my own worst enemy. And my wife is standing right here in front of me, cleaning off the sink and shaking her head. Yes, you're your worst enemy. But uh, I was at that time, and uh, you know, I did what I thought I had to do. And there might have been a little depression in it. I know a lot of different things with my intense personality at that time affected it. But the big thing was I couldn't get over a loss, and then that negatively influenced my preparation for the next game. And then we would win a game then uh, I wouldn't enjoy it. I'd get so tied up right away in, in getting prepared for the next game. Uh, I wouldn't take a breath and say, gosh, we did a good job. Oh. Right. But, Dick, you, you took an amazing 14-year break, uh, made it big in broadcasting, and then came back. Did you come back because you had some unfinished business? You, you want to take another stab at winning a Super Bowl? I think that was part of it. Yeah, not so much winning the Super Bowl, just leaving as I left, you know, and, and not feeling good about it. But uh, I came out, came back much more mature. I'd watched a lot of coaches coach. I sat at a lot of offensive staff meetings. I sat in quarterback meetings. I sat in, didn't talk with NFL coaches here, the Shulas, the Landrys, you know, the Parcells, the Gibbs, and that. And, you know, I, I started thinking, you know, I did some of these things. Just like they're doing them, I think I did some of them better, and they're doing it. And there's a lot of things they did better that I could incorporate if I ever coached again. And that, I think, helped me mature in my thinking, in the evaluation process of what has to be done. And, of course, when I came back, I couldn't do it all. I, you know, I had a 10-man staff at, at the Eagles, which was the largest staff of football at that time. And then when I, I came back in the, the Rams, I had like a, a 15-man coaching staff. And then at the Chiefs, they were like an 18-man coaching staff. You know? So wow. you spread the responsibilities for in preparation over more people. So it lightens your load. And I could no longer be my own offensive coordinator, call my own plays from my own offense because I'd been away from it too long. So I delegated it. I think I did a pretty good job of hiring uh, surrounding myself with really fine coaches, uh, a lot of experience, and it, uh, I provided an atmosphere in which they could coach. I, I presented a football player 
to them in the frame of mind to be coached. And if they didn't want to be coached, then they didn't stay there very long. Okay. <laughs> and it all worked out. I was very fortunate. Dick, one last thing. Because um, you waited so long for that moment, and then you won the Super Bowl on a really close play right near the goal line. Could you yeah. just describe what you felt when you realized you had finally won it? What was that like for you? You know, uh, I've said this before, but obviously I've been asked that question many times. It's, if I were a Harvard English major, I could probably put it into words, you know. Yeah. But being an old San Jose State PE major, physical education, I don't have the vocabulary that would really properly describe the feeling. My first thought was sharing, this, being able to share that experience with so many wonderful people that created it. You know, my family, now I can remember they're, they're grabbing me to pull me to the, to the big winter stand. I said, I'm not going on that second stand until I find my family. <laughs> and I left. Okay. Wow. Share that experience with them and, and, and your players. Uh, because the coach knows how much work and everything and how fortunate you are in regard to winning that game. It just magnifies the contribution of so many people. You know, and uh, which, uh, you know, it's just hard to say. It really, I don't, I don't know what to compare it with. You know, it's a, it's a wonderful feeling. I know that. Well, I want, I, I love the way you describe that. There aren't words. That's the perfect description. Uh, listen, everybody out there, there are no words when you try some Vermeer wines because it's that's spectacular stuff. Whatever when we choose. Go to VermeerWines.com for the coach's entire wine selection. Dick, thank you so much for doing this. We'll get your prediction next week. Thanks, Dick. All right. Take care. The great Dick Vermeer. And, and he was so emotional. Yeah. You know, like, and, and it worked. So people now that don't like the mugging that Nick Sirianni does, it's Philadelphia. Do you understand? He is one of us now. And it's, it, people should embrace that. And people that don't, screw them. <laughs> We're going to have another parade in another week or so. No. Screw you. You're not. And by uh, the way, you have the argument about who was here first. Yeah. And this is cool because a guy named Larry Mullen has checked in. Oh, Larry Mullen. Oh. First to you. Just All a right. great What is guy. the answer? says, uh, you guys were first. I brought the show from another uh, casino <laughs> when I left for Borgata. Hope you're doing well. There it is. And Larry I'm just Mullen, so you one know, of the great guys. But ever. I am not starting this <laughs> argument. I will defer. <laughs> To the king of Saturday morning. <laughs> Angelo, to stop Pat. it. Rhea, that, he is. It's an accurate statement. <laughs> Hi, Pat. How are you today? <laughs> Pat, are you there? <laughs> Pat is not there. I will go to Chris and Pittman. Hi, Chris. Hey, Angelo. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? I got to just say that you and I share the same hatred for Andy Reid. I've been saying all week, Kermit the Frog and the Fat Mustache are going down. We're taking them down. I, I Like I said, when we played the Patriots and Tom Brady, how everybody talks about how great he was, and I can't wait to take Mahomes down. Like Arsenalny said, I want to put such a beat on that kid that he questions whether he ever wants to play again. It is beautifully be said. Chris, can I just, uh, let's say you and I are at a bar, and just for the sake of argument, I am an Andy Reid devotee, right? And I say to you, i got to tell you something. I don't know who to root for in this game because, man, Andy Reid gave us 14 great years here in Philadelphia. He wasted, he wasted 14 years of our lives in Philly. Screw him. Can't Chris, stand seriously? Him. Chris. I'm in the 22% that can't stand him. 
But we're, don't, we're so much more vocal than the 78%. Where are they, Chris? Do you have a lot of friends that love this guy? I poured my heart and soul into this team. I'm 45, and I couldn't wait till Andy Reid got out of town. Couldn't wait. I want to take his ass down Sunday. Heaven. Oh. When I, I was watching ESPN, they got Mahomes in the top five greatest of all time. Are you kidding me? Chris, I, if you were here right now, I would hug you. I just want you to know that. Anybody Winner of Weasel, Chris. You have no idea how much you're going to be missed. Well, you thank are you, Chris. You're too kind. Give me a Winner of Weasel better than Nick Sirianni's daughter or the Niner fans. My, I got two. My winner is Lane Johnson for what he's doing, putting his right, That's on the all. You only got one. Uh, Rhea, Lane I Johnson. Gave to, I gave it to Lane, I think, either last week or the week before for that reason. All right, but I'm going to tell you, when, when Brian Baldinger comes on at 9, mm-hmm. he breaks tape down. I want to know if this is prime Lane Johnson. Yeah, obviously, they did a great job of, of holding back Nick Bosa, right? Yeah, yeah. But is he still playing the way he played when he was 100%? Because he's not 100%. No, now. That's not, called yeah. a adductor uh, muscle. Adductor, Somebody yeah. told me where adductor, it is. Yeah. Adductor, but it's like right near your groin area. Mm-hmm. Hey. So for lower body strength. It's no, a it core said injury. for left, you can't put as much strength on your left side. Mm-hmm. That's tough. And yet, it looked like he was doing great. And he has made great sacrifices to get this far this season. We need one more 60-minute performance from Lane Johnson. 215-592-9494. We come back. You got to hear this stuff. Tony Romo, Al, they held an intervention (laughs) for him at CBS because he sucks so bad. (laughs) Did it help? That's next. WIP Sports Top 817. Brought to you by NJ Diet. Eagles went 3-0 against the Giants this season, including 38-7 beating the Eagles late on them in the playoffs. Eagles went 14-3 in the regular season. They've outscored their playoff opponents 69-14. However, Giants safety Julian Love is not impressed with Coach Nick Sirianni, saying the Eagles roster is so good anyone could coach it. Brandon Graham had some thoughts on Love's comments. People always got something to say when they're at home. So they got some stuff to think about. What he did last year with a team that, you know, nobody thought was going to do much, you know, he ended up getting us to the playoffs. And then for his second year, it's, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get better. You're supposed to bring players in to get uh, to do exactly what you need them to do. And we did that. He said anybody can coach the, this team. It's like, man, it don't matter uh, because at the end of the day, it's on your GM and your president and pe- uh, people to be able to bring guys in and sign guys and have people want to come to this organization. So, I mean, man, it's a whole bunch of different factors other than just him talking about Coach Sirianni. Eagles will practice today and tomorrow at the NovaCare Complex. Don't give up on your New Year's resolution. Contact NJ Diet today, and they will contractually guarantee you will shed 20 to 40-plus pounds in only 40 days. Visit NJDiet.com. NBC 10 first alert forecast. Some clouds windy with temperatures dropping through the day. It is currently 26. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. Eight twenty four is your time. Uh, you know, uh, different shows are proud of different things. Right. I'll tell you one thing I'm proud of, Al. We were on the front end of the Tony Romo de- yes. debacle. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, I was not first. You were first to point out 
how excellent he was his rookie year. Yeah, and then in the broadcast booth. It was awful the because, second year. Well, here's what happened. Oh. I can now tell you the whole Tony Romo story. The first year, he had played against all these people. He yeah. knew what their tendencies were, so he was able to share that and often predict the plays before they were actually happening. It was interesting. He was phenomenal with it. He became a, an instant phenomenon. Yeah. So much so that by the end of the first year, CBS, so proud, they had started him as their number one analyst wow. that they said, we have to pay him. Oh. Uh, it's so much money that no one would, would ever want to take him away. No. Yeah. So they gave him $18 million a year Ooh. for 10 years, $180 million, yeah. right? And from the day he signed that contract, he stopped putting any effort into the job. It, it was, was unbelievable. Yeah. So he was bad the second year and even worse the third year. Yeah. So now it's the end of last season, and they're reviewing how bad he was. Uh. We were, Rhea, we were the only ones saying it then. We were saying it from the second year. From like the second year. He it was, was terrible. Because right? you just listened to it, oh. and there were no sentences being finished. No, there was none no, at all. He's asking the play-by-play guy, what yes. do you think? Yes. Right. The best media reporter in America works at the New York Post. His name is Andrew Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, yeah. And he gets all the big story. So he reports yesterday on his podcast on the New York Post mm-hmm. that after last season, not this one, last season, CBS became so alarmed at how terrible he was doing that they held an intervention. <laughs> now, I was speculating recklessly at that time that he might have been hitting the sauce. I think he might. Well, there was the thing he did at the golf club uh, on Cape yes. Cod where he, he was had just, been doing some weird they, they, stuff. Well, they had to, somebody had to go take him off the stage yeah. and take right. it. Yeah, yeah he, he appeared to be overindulging from time to time. Oh, but they were intervening yeah. because they wanted to get him to actually prepare yep. for his $18 million a year job. Yeah. And here's Andrew Marchand on his podcast explaining what CBS tried to do. Tony Romo needs to uh, study more. He needs to be better prepared because as you move away from the sidelines and not studying tape, you need to do more work. And I know CBS is aware of this. They tried an intervention last offseason um, you know, in China, and they, they knew they anticipated this, so that's a credit to them people in charge there, but it has not gotten better, and it's a problem. Mm-hmm. It has not gotten better. He sucked this year, too. Yeah. In fact, there were times this year where Rhea couldn't take it. Rhea, we had to hold you back. You were crushing There her. was the game, I think oh. it was the playoff game against the um, with the Bills, oh. where he just kept saying how amazing Josh Allen was yeah. while he was playing <laughs> one of right. the worst games uh, ever. Uh, yeah. It's unbelievable. No, he's, <laughs> he has nothing to offer anymore. No. No. He's getting $18 million for nothing. You got yeah. Here's you, the next nugget, what though. Is it? This is juicy. Jim Nance. Has oh. anyone ever said anything negative about Jim Nance? No. He's a talking mm. head. But he's good. He's, uh, he does Stay. his job well. Right? well he's, he's, yes. he's a golfing What I did Tony. not know until I heard about this stuff, Jim's got kind of a large ego. <laughs> Were you aware of that, Al? I know, but he didn't, uh, I, wouldn't, and, I, that would and, surprise me. Way, he didn't come across Jim that, has done nothing to help Romo. I I'm starting to think he doesn't even like him, all right? But listen to Marshawn <laughs> yeah, yeah. talk about Jim Nance. But the problem is Nance is about Nance. He's been like that for a long time. I mean, you see it in the post game when he does uh, he does the broadcast and then he's going down and doing the podium. Um, I don't understand why Tracy Wolfson or someone else can't do that. Um, that doesn't make sense to me. They have everyone there too. Uh, but it's Nance all the time. 
Number two is when you struggle as, you know, we, we heard about this. This was a narrative out of CBS when, when Roma was getting all the publicity. Um, and then you heard from Nance's side and, you know, people at CBS that Nance was the one creating Romo. And so the issue now is why isn't Nance helping Romo get to this next level? And he's not. Well, I, I, he's enjoying Rhea's criticism of Roma. Uh, I don't know. They, they, he golf, likes it. they golf together all that. It's no. too chummy to me, the two of them. But or whatever it is, it it's, doesn't, uh, it's not working. You well, no, because now? you can't, when you, I've worked with enough analysts. Yeah. And the first year and the second year, usually, you do get through because you played yep. against those guys. Yep. Like they'll go into face off. And you got to work. And, and then after that, like Hartnell, I've worked, he's terrific at it. Yeah. There's a lot of work. You got to look at the th- th- tape th- and see what le- they're doing. These leagues turn over every 18 right. months with new players. You, it's a lot of work to keep up with pro sports. Romo's out of the loop. Yeah. Yes. Now here's the thing. Now, this is how you know you're going to have a problem. This is going to become a problem because now he's being mocked. You understand? Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. now comedians are taking shots at Romo. Yeah. We were there first, by the way, but <laughs> I, I don't want the credit. I want you to hear something that is just going viral uh, by a gentleman named Joey Malinaro, right? Because okay. Joey did on YouTube an impersonation of oh Tony Romo. Let's listen to how close Joey was to Romo. So Kansas City's thinking, hey, we're going deep here. And Cincinnati says, well, they're going to think, well, here, uh, are we going to? Uh, going to be pretty, pretty tough. And, and Mahomes says, well, oh. Tough, he wants that one back, Jim. So he's bringing these two crossers, okay? And then Philadelphia's saying, well, uh, man, here we go, Jim. Oh, this place is rocking, Jim. So he's looking, he sees the defender, and he's going to say, oh, I see you there, little guy. Oh, Allen, whoa. Josh Allen, whoa. So Kansas City's seen his foot, right? And then there's he's reaching, and he's, he, I mean, they, they get one foot, does he get two? Oh, he reached. Oh. <laughs> uh, great job, Joey. That is hysterical. It's phenomenal. <laughs> and uh, uh, just that w- one word of, nor- uh, of warning to Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're paying Tom Brady double oh, what yeah. Brady's getting. And they don't even know if he could do the job. He'll work. Jay Black, uh, Jay Black will be on later in our show to, to explore the possibilities here. What's going on with Romo? And what's going to be going on with Brady? Because oh, Al Brady, I don't know. Brady, Al, Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. You really think he's going to put a lot of work into that? I do. Oh, I, that I do believe. He'll work. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Romo won't. I'll no, give you that I, much. I no. Romo does not. All right. Uh, hold out a minute. Oh, Dan is back there. Hi, Dan Wilson. Do you have an update on our question? Yes. Wilson! Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. Looking to buy or lease a new Silverado? Armin Chevy is your Silverado truck headquarters. Find new roads at ArminChevy.com. The first read on our, or the first question, rather, Julian Love of the Giants thinks Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni is overrated. Do you agree? Final read, 91% saying no. 91. Let's try the Jerry Jones thing next. Yes. New question. How do you feel about Jerry Jones' comment diminishing the work of Howie Roseman that he has done this year? Valid, not valid. Shut up, Jerry. I'm going with shut up, Jerry. <laughs> Al? Not valid. Right. I don't want him to shut up. It's too much fun making <laughs> fun of him. You know what? Al, <laughs> well, you just ruined the, it for me. <laughs> Rhea, which way are you going? Not no, valid or shut up? Al's totally right. Yeah, not he is valid. right. So uh, not valid may be shut up, Jerry. <laughs> let's, get a, let's have Romo right. interview Jerry. Oh, my God. <laughs>
<laughs> that would be fun. I'm sure they're very close how they work together. Tom is here next. Hi, Tommy. Hey, Tom. How are you doing this morning? Thanks I'm for doing great, Tom. In nine days, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Let's go, Edge. <laughs> Tom, you have a weasel for me today? I do. Who well, you got? OC, OC, I wouldn't say he's a weasel. I would say that was more boneheaded play. I actually felt bad for the guy after it and seeing his teammate console him. Um, but I, I'm going to go deeper than the fans because there's weasel fans everywhere, right? Yeah. I'm going to dial it into one. I'm gonna, and you gave it away, and I was hoping nobody picked up on it, but I'm going with Sydney Warner, Fred Warner's wife. Wow. She, she is involved. Though. What is nah. she saying now? What is the latest, time with the social not, media war? Not so serious was one of the later things she came out with. She but, is. Yeah. She trashed the Eagle yeah. fans, but she was in the stands making a, a spectacle of herself, wearing Niner things, and a NFC championship game in Philadelphia. She thought she'd get love? And it goes, it goes a little deeper. She was apparently on The Bachelorette, and embellished stories on that. About in Alabama, how she ate lunch in a high school bathroom. Wait, 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 wait. Warner's wife was on the TV show Bachelorette? That's what I read. How did Warner end up with the woman on The Bachelorette? She's gorgeous. (laughs) She was single. Why do you have to say it like that? I just wanted, she's single, he saw on TV, and now she's with him. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she's she's pretty, but that doesn't stop an Eagles fan if you're making a spectacle. Stop me. She's known for (laughs) indulgent stories. Oh, she's a liar. Okay, Tom. Well, that's a. All right, so Al, no, it's, all, it's the whole No, Al's saying all of them. But we Tom, had the key good try. car. We had all yeah. this. Good try. Let me go next to uh, uh, Dennis and Conchahawken. Hi, Dennis. Hey, guys. How you doing? What, what's on your mind today, Denny? Uh, actually, I tried calling in a couple of, like, two weeks ago when Steven was on, but I wanted to thank you because I was one of the winners of the bubble bath ring. Oh. Uh, so I just wanted to call and, you know, all right, thank hold you very on. much. How many years ago was that, Dennis? Uh, I'd be seven now, yeah. Seven years, and you did yeah. end up, you got the engagement ring. Did you marry that woman? Yes, I did. And and are you still together? Yes, we are. We have two beautiful little girls. Nice. nice. All right, yeah. hold on, Dennis. This, this may be awkward. Did I do the service? No. <laughs> Thank That's why God. I'm going to be honest, Dennis. I, I'm not, I don't know. I got my degree to, to, to do weddings on the Internet for thirty nine ninety nine. Hmm. My, my, wife, my wife's aunt did this, or my wife's uncle did the same thing. He did the service for it, but yeah, he did the same thing. Right, then, I'm going to tell you the truth, Dennis. It's like fifty-fifty whether you're actually married. Yeah. So <laughs> Monday to Thursday, you're married, my man. No, <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> I I even married somebody who worked at WIPL, and I don't want to tell them that. I have heard since then oh, really? that that whole thing was a little shady. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It seemed you like were it the was marriage. It was almost forty dollars, Dennis. I thought it was worth it. It got you free parking. No, it I, said yeah, minister. I used to have I had a thing I hooked on my rearview mirror that said minister on duty. You get a free ball of soup with that? Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, so everything's going good well, though with the marriage? I'm sorry, what did you say? Everything's going good with the marriage. Yeah, yeah, everything's great. I love it. Dennis, I'm glad we could have provided hmm. that and those two wonderful little kids you got, Dennis. Yeah. Glad you could be a part of our lives. Thank you, Dennis. How about that, Al? No, Al, seriously, I did that. Back then, it was very common. 
yeah. that you would get these degrees and you were like a minister of some yeah. church or yeah, something. Yeah. But I don't know that it was real. I don't know. It seems like as long as you go to the, the city hall, didn't yeah. we make them go get like certificates and stuff? Well, they, yeah, have but, to, they have to get a marriage license. Yeah. But I'm the one that signed it. Oh. You see, after I did the service. So I, if they get divorced, he doesn't have to pay her? I'm, I'm wondering about that. Yeah, it might be a second job for oh, you. Oh, Al, always looking for the legal <laughs> lo- loophole. Two one five five nine two. No alimony. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. When we come back, Al, I have an actual tape of this because I can't play it. But something happened before the Eagles went over the Niners involving Jonathan Gannon that has become a big talk item mm-hmm. on the internet. Mm-hmm. Did he really say this? Mm-hmm. WIP Sports Time 837. Window Nation has the coolest deal ever for keeping you warm. Get two windows free with every two you buy with zero down payment, zero monthly payments, and pay zero interest for 24 months. Now is the perfect time to take advantage of Window Nation's deep discounts, all while reinvesting in your biggest asset. Not to mention the savings on your energy bills. Up to 43% of your home utility bill goes to heating and cooling. With new Window Nation windows, you can cut those energy bills during these cold winter months by keeping your hot air in and the cold air outside. Go with the company that has installed over 1 million windows, including in my home, all with 96% customer satisfaction. Now's the time to upgrade the look and feel of your home, all while saving on your energy bills. Call 866-90NATION and get two windows free with every two you buy with no limit, Plus, make no down payment, no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. This offer will not last long. Call Window Nation today, 866-90-NATION, or go to windownation.com. Welcome back on a football Friday, our final show. Mm-hmm. We got a little more than an hour to go. Our whole era here has been over after 20 years. It's been wonderful here. Thank you, Borgata. Uh, in this, I just want to deal with this because uh, Jonathan Gannon, Al, while uh, he is a very engaging individual yes. when you meet him personally, at a news conference, he is rather dull. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Yeah, Would assistant, you agree coach, with that? assistant coach dull. Uh, he was not dull when you interviewed him at No, but camp. he makes a lot of noises and things. Uh, and, which, uh, okay. Well, we play them, so we yeah. can't be that dull. No, then that, but <laughs> he doesn't give you a lot of content. Uh, it, it was disappointing. <laughs> All right, and here's the thing. That. So he is, uh, Al, he is uh, coming in to the stadium right. last Sunday, yes. hours before the game, but there's tons of tailgaters out there already. Yep. And he pulls his window down. And there's a whole bunch of people there, and I will not play it for you because right in the middle (laughs) of the comment is a juicy F-bomb. Yeah. But he says to the fans. Who recognize him, by the way. They know who he is, and the Eagles have confirmed this is Gannon. Yeah. And he tells the fans there, we are going to bleeping gut the Niners. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. I was, I've been talking to some fishermen because yes. we're down to shore. Mm-hmm. Gutting in fish terms is to remove, like, the whole stomach area. Well, and, it's just field dressing an animal. Yeah. Anyway, it even removes, like, the reproductive organs, that stuff. Uh, it does doing, all everybody? of that. Right? You know, I, th- and that guy's a fisher. I told me. Yeah. He fishes stuff. So here's the thing. Um, if he's doing that, yeah. can that be used against him for the Chiefs? 
See, no one had it before the game right. to show the Niners to get on the bulletin board. Can they say, well, there's a tough talker. Let's get him. Will that move work against the Eagles when they face the Chiefs? Well, he didn't say it about the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, he didn't That's say a, it about the Chiefs. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. So what, what would have moved him? Who is always he was so excited careful. because there's a crowd. Look at there's a crowd here. He played the cr- to the crowd. Of course, you get you get a, you're all jacked up. You want to get going. You know you're not on TV or anything, and you just want those right, people to on. have fun. You're saying cr- it works for a crowd. Yeah, we have fun. Hey, fellas, let's try yes. this. I'm going to use the term for the Chiefs, and then you react in real time. All right, you ready? Hey guys, we are going to bleep and gut the Chiefs. Yeah. There you go. Oh, it there does you work. Go. You can you work with the crowd. You just whip them up. It's Read like it. when you're in a concert, you say whatever band you're with, you say it's nice to be in Philadelphia, and they go they bananas. go crazy because yeah. and they think you must yeah. you remembered where yeah, right. he, they are. It's never good when they forget the city yeah. they're in, which has happened. Ria, that happens fairly often. Uh, yes, uh, it does. I don't know. It's pretty strong the way he handled that. But yeah, he put the window what, down. And by the way, if you want to see him, it's all over the internet. I, you can l- find I couldn't it. stop laughing when I saw yeah. him. Yeah, you did, huh? huh? He's a wild dude, huh? Uh, he seems very interesting. But he does not seem like he's really in he, these interviews, Al. He's not dazzling them to become a head coach. I think he's perfect for a head coach because he yeah. He doesn't let anything get to him. The criticism really doesn't bother it him. It hasn't bothered him. It's no. amazing to right, me. But as, as a head coach, without yeah. having to worry about, you know, answering to your yeah. boss, yeah, yeah. Yeah. would he say statements like, we're going to bleep and gut them? He might. Ah, in a crowd. Right, well, if so, it's going to be fun. In a crowd, yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. I, I doubt it. I, I, maybe. I, it, it, it wouldn't work. Eric's on alive for Cherry Hill. Hi, E. Hey, good morning. What's on your mind, Eric? Um, yeah, I, you know, I was listening to the Julian, uh, uh, Julian Love. Jones, uh, yeah, the uh, comments, and it's it's just so it's so irritating that you know for weeks people are saying, you know, Jalen Hurts is a product of the system, or hey, tell me that we have the most talented roster. And that's why we're winning, right? So it's 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 either oh Jalen's winning because of our system, or you know we're winning despite Sirianni because we have the most talented roster. Not to mention before the season we had all these guys. We had Eric. What, are we overly sensitive, or people just love to disrespect Philadelphia teams? Which is no, it? it's it's just become so ridiculously anti-Philly biased. Like it's just so like. It's not even like it's not even rational anymore. Like they, they just make up things. Like they just come. Well, what up do we do? Pieces. What do we do to create this prejudice well, in the other parts of the country? We win the Super Bowl and we host the Lamar. We hoist the Lombardi Trophy, and you guys can keep your okay. head coach of the year. You can keep your comeback player of the year. You can keep all those things. And Jalen Hurts will. The whole city will have a Super Bowl trophy. And You're you right, guys Eric. can know. That's the ultimate guys- revenge. The ultimate revenge. Hold the parade to two million people in Center City, and all the rest of the country can watch us celebrate because we have the best team. I like it. Winner or weasel? Who you got, E? Uh, so I was going to say Gannon. Uh, that was so funny what he said. Jonathan Gannon, the winner of the week, Rhea. You are not going to believe it. What? Jonathan Gannon for that thing he did driving down the street. We're going to bleep and gut him. 
as my winner of the week. Eric, Eric you just won. Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> Eric, you just won. He won a $50 Visa gift card, an Eagles NFC Conference Championship T-shirt, the Eagles NFC Conference Championship hat. Boy, boy, they get those at Lincoln Financial Field, Eagles Pro Shops in Rockvale, Cherry Hill, Lancaster. A $25 gift card to Philly Pretzel Factory. Just go to phillypretzelfactory.com and an Eagles NFC Champion pennant. I told Rector I told Rector before the yeah. show that was my winner of the week. That's that's all fine and good. Yes. You are the mother of a nice little boy. Yes. If he said that, you would send him to his room. And now uh, you are giving out prizes for people. Uh, you're mm. honoring the use of the F bomb. He's, he's almost <laughs> 14. I don't, th- I don't think sending no, him to his room right works anymore. Rhea, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I've send him to that. his room where he can get on his computer and play Minecraft. Al, well, <laughs> I, no, you raised a great issue. What is it? At what, what age does a little person, boy or girl, use their first profanity? Because I would tell you this right now, Rhea. Mm-hmm. I've met your son. He's a beautiful little boy. Yes. He has never used that word once. Not true. In school, it has never come out of his mouth. Well, in school it hasn't. But he's, you know, kids when they're like three no. or four, yeah. they hear you, you know, you're in, you're in the car, somebody right. cuts you off and you've got to slam on your brakes. It, it slips out. And then they repeat it. And then There's no to, slipping out. And then you have my to tell them, please don't say it. My grandkids are the same age. The twins, yeah, yeah. They've, never, they've never even said a hell of a damn. All right? They don't. Because this is how you groom to be. And now mom is saying, hey, you want to win prizes? Drop the yes. F-bomb. It's not a good no, message. I basically you told them. You sent a bad message I said, out. listen, don't curse in front of your teachers, parents, or girls. Yeah, but your buddies, go right ahead. Really? Yeah. If I hear you effing cursing, I'll break your effing head. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Yes. No, you are now giving him the green light no, to because, use this language no, with the kids? This is the reason I did it is because, you know, they're all on the speakerphones while they're playing their, their Minecraft, you know, like six of them. And they're all cursing. And I walk by sometimes and I go, yo, guys, I'm in the room. Like more when I'm down the shore because it's a much smaller little house that we have down there. So I hear it. And uh, and he's like, it's not me cursing. And I said, listen, you can curse with your buddies when you're around them. I don't care. Wow. Just not when I'm around. But, uh, Rhea, I'm going to yes. tell you something. You will not believe it, but it's a what? fact. I did not use the F word the first 20 years of my life. Not once. Really? I was the cl- uh, I was very, very, uh, I was religious. Well, you were still a virgin. No. no. <laughs> Al, would you stop it? I'm serious. I did not. Now, have I made up for it in the oh, other 50 yes, years? Have. Yes, I have. Yo. But those 20 years, Al, when I was under the auspices of my parents, the, the, the rule of my parents, yeah, yeah. it was simply, it would have been absolutely not acceptable. Oh, not, it was not acceptable for my parents. We never well, cursed in front of them. In, uh, well, why did you loosen the reins? I maybe. said don't curse in front of me. No, Weren't they Italian? They could swear in that other language. Well, yeah, they, they did, and later I found out my grandfather swore like a trooper. Yeah, because but he <laughs> swore in a different language. I didn't even know. Yeah. Then sometimes by accident, all I would use what he said, and then people would be appalled. But I didn't know. Carbich. No, that was all right. <laughs> the ones I was using were not that good. <laughs> Andy is up. Andy the troll is with us. Hi, Andy. Yo, yo, what's up? How's everybody doing? What are you feeling, Andy? We got nine days, pal. I got a weasel of the week, but first yep. I just want to tip my cap to Howie, um, 
uh, Sirianni, Jonathan Gannon, Shane Steichen, the culture and the long-term success that they built for us. I mean, this ain't like 2017 where the window was probably one year, one and done. We're, this is going to be sustained success for the next five, ten years. You look at our roster. We're young. We got draft capital. We're stacked on both sides of the ball. And we got stud coordinators with a stud head coach. All right, hold on, Andy. I want you to react to Julian Love of the Giants because here's what he said on NFL Network yesterday about Nick Sirianni. You know, he's a guy who really is doing a good job because he's not getting in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player? And that guy's doing that. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's... Even for a free ride right now, you guys can coach this team and they can succeed. What do you think, Andy? Could hey, anybody love. coach that team? Hey, love, you suck. Your fat new midget coach sucks, and the whole organization of the midgets are a trash team. Nine and seven, that bum one coach of the year. Get out of here. We trash them guys, and we're gonna keep trashing them. And that's why I love mm-hmm. Andy the troll. Yes, Andy, who's your weasel? All right, here's my weasel of the week. Wells Fargo parking lot. It's not bad enough that you're stealing money, 45 for a car, 90 bucks for an RV, but to get in the biggest game of the year, you had to have a stupid parking pass. And by the way, you know what those parking passes were going for online? Two, three, four, five hundred bucks. Wow. Wells Fargo parking lot. Robbing money. Our Wells Fargo parking lot. Weasel. No, wasn't there a Villanova game there? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. He was upset. He had a right to be. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Well, don't pay the four or five. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to be able to say that not nominated as a weasel is mm-hmm. our franchise quarterback, Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. despite an unfortunate moment after the NFC Championship game. As you know, Al, he hit a couple of bad notes in the mm-hmm. Eagles fight song. <laughs> but this inspired our own Joe Conklin to put together an album that Joe feels will sell more than the Eagles Christmas album. Let's listen. If you like the Eagles Christmas album, you'll love Jalen Hurts Valentine's Day CD. Fly, Eagles, fly. Jalen Hurts painfully covers all the hits. I believe I can fly. And I believe your singing is putrid. I can touch the sky. His voice is so bad your ears will bleed, Eagles Green. It's the last gift you'll ever have to buy her. That makes two guys who can't sing. He must still be hurt. Listen to the pain in his voice. AJ Brown, AJ Brown. Your Valentine will love this CD. Add a periwinkle rose and you've got the perfect romantic gift. Crazy little thing called love. You can tell Jalen Hurts as he butchers all the hits. It's horrible. It's awful. And it's on sale now. How deep is your love? Jalen really hurts. Do you ever know that you're my hero? You'll be a bigger hero if you just stop singing. Hurts' voice is so bad, his players don't even want him to audible. I've had wind beneath my shorts that sounds better than this. Not available now at eagles.com. The tickets to Joe's shows go to joecocker.com. We come back. Al, we're going to get some real information from the guy who best breaks down tape. 
Odyssey's own Brian Baldinger. That's next. WIP Sports Time 856. Valentine's Day is here. Steven Singer announced his brand new 24 karat gold dip rose color for 2023. And it's periwinkle. Now, what's periwinkle? Brilliant shade of violet and blue. So picture it. A real long stem American beauty rose deeply dipped and trimmed in pure 24 karat gold with purple blue petals. Periwinkle really pops. This color will take her breath away this Valentine's Day and make you look like a hero. Don't give flowers that die in a week. Do better. Give a gift that is guaranteed to last a lifetime and be an everyday reminder of your love. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Do it today to get your Steven Singer 24-karat gold-dipped periwinkle rose. The new rose sells out fast, so get yours before they're gone. Exclusively and only available at Steven Singer Jewelers. Steven's Gold Dip Roses are the number one gift for Valentine's Day and start at just $59. Don't wait a moment longer. Fast and free shipping in time for Valentine's Day. Real jewelers, real roses, and real 24-karat gold for your real love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Brought to you by NovaCare Rehabilitation. According to TickPick, 24% of Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl tickets have been purchased from Pennsylvania so far, about 7% from Missouri and Kansas combined. As Eagles Nation points out, that 24% does not include purchases would have come from New Jersey and Delaware. Eagles activated punter Aaron Sipos' practice window. has been out since injuring his ankle in Week 14, so there is a chance Sipos punts in the Super Bowl. NovaCare Rehabilitation is your trusted physical therapy partner throughout the Delaware Valley. Schedule your appointment today at NovaCare.com to get back to what you love. NBC 10 first alert forecast brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Some clouds windy with a high of 25. It is currently 25. Our city loves a champion and the champion of diamond engagement rings in the Delaware Valley is Mark's Jewelers. Learn more at Marks-Jewelers.com. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP.